0: This is Don Lemon, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Schaubel.
1: You're listening to the Five Questions podcast and I'm your host, Dan Shawbel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is the anchor of CNN Tonight, Don Lemon. Over the course of his longtime career, Don went from anchoring local news stations to being an NBC News correspondent to hosting CNN Tonight weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. As America's only African-American primetime anchor who is openly gay, he has covered racism, the failure of government, and the global pandemic over the past year. After examining the deep roots of racism in America, he wrote, this is the fire, which we explore in this podcast episode. Welcome to Five Questions, Don. Thank you, Dan. During your childhood, how did you decide you wanted to be a news anchor and what obstacles did you encounter as you ascended the media hierarchy from local to primetime TV?
0: I was a nosy kid. I asked a lot of questions, more questions than normal. I would go and sit at uh, other people's tables in restaurants and ask them why they were there and where they were from. Listen, journalism, especially TV television, broadcast journalism is a hard, hard business. Mostly it's moving around like a news gypsy and then trying to convince management that I could
1: carry a show by myself. You know, you're judged based on ratings and you have to be, now you have to be on social media. You have to build up those platforms. So it's, it's much different than probably when you first started. I find that a lot of people, especially those who are successful like you are, are driven by curiosity and you don't know what you don't know. So you ask all these questions and then that kind of points you in the right direction. And you of course are a public figure and you're representing both the gay and the African American minority communities. What do you believe your role and responsibility is to support both groups on and off the air?
0: I think diversity is key in any profession. And the reason I'm there is because, number one, I'm qualified to be there and I should have the job. But number two, I also have a perspective of a Black and a gay person in America. And those experiences are completely legitimate and they should be brought to the fore. And it also helps not only the people who are in those demographics, but it helps America and the country understand. It just offers more understanding and more perspective.
1: Yeah, and it also shows, hey, if you want to be an anchor someday and you're not a minority, I'm a minority, you could make it as well. So it's almost like community communicating that you know you could be this if you can't see if you don't see someone like you who's on tv you don't think that's possible when i first came out i
0: I was shocked by the number of people who were heartened by the fact that i did come out because they hadn't heard anybody admitting that they were gay that was 10 years ago so let's see what happens in the next 10 years maybe people won't have to come out anymore i certainly hope so i think it's becoming less and less prevalent that people just sort of naturally say who they are rather than making some sort of proclamation
1: i think people just in general just want to be themselves. Viewers want that authenticity. And your experience combating and covering racism is covered in your book, This is the Fire. How do you think we can start to end racism in America despite its deep rooted history?
0: You have to see people as human. You have to respect and see people's humanity. And I think the best way to do that is to get to know people. You should get to know people who don't look like you. If you're white, get to know someone who's black or Hispanic or Asian. If you're black, get to know someone who's white, Hispanic or Asian and so on and so forth. And I think that's when people start to see each other's humanity, it's hard to demonize them. It's hard to discriminate against them because you see them as an equal rather than as an other.
1: It's especially hard now because we're not seeing and hearing from as many different people. We're really stuck and we're getting closer to the people we're already close with who normally would look and be more like us versus the wider population. So diversification, diversity and inclusion has never been more important. How do you handle all the mental
0: relationships and mental relationships and physical interactions? If you see now, a lot of people are becoming depressed because they don't have physical interactions with people. So if you establish relationships, you interact with them physically, you get to know them, that'll help to solve the problem. That's the biggest way, I believe.
1: Much easier to cyber bully than to bully someone in person, Person, (laughs) because there's bigger repercussions and other people might be seeing you as well. Right. And and harder to hide behind a username that no one's heard of before. How have you been able to handle the mental and emotional toll from covering deeply personal topics like racism? And who do you rely on for support? I rely
0: on my partner and I rely on my mother, my family, and quite frankly, friends like Chris, you know, we establish a bond and there's a shared experience because we're all dealing with a lot of stuff. As far as race, what I do is I have interactions and I establish friendships and relationships with other journalists of color or other minority journalists in the business. And we discuss the things that we're going through, what we're feeling,
1: and we rely on each other as sounding boards. It's a partnership between other journalists of color. I just interviewed Brooke Baldwin, and she, she her book is called Huddle. And so it's like, for women, it's almost similar to you and African American journalists and news anchors this is happening to everyone and it's almost like you get relief from that type of network that understands what you're going through as well as the pressing topics that your audience is living through so i think that's super important it's and important, what's your
0: support system like-minded support system and people who are going through the going
1: through similar experiences and what's your best piece of career advice
0: That's easy Dan my best piece of a career advice is to work hard and to work hard and then to work hard. But guess what? It's not to worry about what people think about you or say about you because someone always has an opinion and you don't need the support of everyone. It's okay. It's great if you have the support of the boss or producer or coworker. What you really need to do is have confidence in yourself and have the support of yourself and be kind to yourself. Work hard, stop being concerned with people think about you. It doesn't matter. And then support yourself, have confidence in yourself. If you want to do this job and you think that you're good at it, continue on and and, and, and do it Don't worry about
1: it. Yeah, I think that's important, especially because everyone today is comparing their life to everyone else on Instagram and Facebook and various other social media platforms. Don't do that. And that can deter you. And also all the cyberbullying, like I mentioned before, it did affect me in my early 20s, but not as much anymore. Did you have like
0: Instagram envy or job or career or life envy from other people?
1: No, I was very lucky. Before social media really blew up, I kind of discovered what I wanted to do and I just iterated it. And I was made fun of by even friends and I just kept on going because I had a lot of conviction. I guess I'm an outlier in in that way, whereas other people are like, oh, I need to follow this path or I can't say this thing because there are repercussions and those repercussions come in the form of bullying online and offline.
0: I never had that sort of thing. Obviously, social media for me growing up was non-existent, but you're right. You should never compare yourself to anyone because you don't know what anyone else's plight is and you can do something maybe better or just as interesting as someone else. I've never compared myself to anyone. I've never had that issue.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Don. To follow his journey, you can read This is the Fire and find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where he shares TV segments from his show, pictures of his dog, appearances in his family. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes.